Now remember. Yeah. These are supposed to be one-minute commercials. Yeah, you're feeling it. What are you feeling, Pete? I'm feeling a mood to buy something. Yeah? You want to yeah. go to Amazon? Uh, I was thinking more like Starbucks or something. Oh, okay. Well, then we can forget this whole thing. We'll go to Starbucks. You know what? Actually, you could probably buy uh, like a Starbucks gift card on Amazon. Could you? Sure. Well, you can buy everything on Amazon. You really can. If only there was a way to get there. I think if you just go to Amazon.com, right? No, 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 no. Seems like a complicated thing. I don't know why a company would go all the way to like make it more complicated and harder to get to. I'll tell you why. Because the throng wants to support the show. And without spending extra money. Are you sure of that? That is quite an assumption, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Especially with the quality that we... Yeah. Okay, let's just say this. Go to skmorton.com, press the Amazon button, and then you can shop as you normally would. Now, what would happen to my price? Would I still have to pay more? No, you wouldn't. It would be the exact same price. Just a portion of it comes to SK Morton's lousy San Francisco podcast. So anyway, go to uh, skmorton.com, click on the Amazon button, shop as you normally would, give us your hard-earned money. Anything else you want to say? No, I just wanted to hear how you'd end it. That's it. All right. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. Look, we don't like it any more than you do, but he's a crier. Tonight, SK welcomes... Emily Blunt, Kathy Bates, Helen Hayes, and Michael Palin and Peter Sellers bake a casserole. And now, he's rubber and your glue, S.K. Morton. I know you think that one was better. It was so much better. It was, was not better. Awesome. Thank you very Dr. much. Dr. Color wasn't the first one through better. I, I can't tell. You can't tell? No, I can only read colors. Oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> this would be a great time to talk about my outfit. <laughs> Wait, put her head. I guess we better put the. You turn her on. All right, I guess it's time to. Yeah, boy. This would be a wow. great time to talk about she my outfit. She commandeered it. She commandeered the show. Okay, I'll but, just sit back, I'll listen, and I'll be. Yeah, and then boom. It, technically, it's a surprise Three for you. Three seconds. Okay, it's technically right. a surprise for so, you. Ingrata. So, sweetheart. Just so, yeah. You know, the first thing I got to do. What? I gotta go around the room. Oh, okay. oh that's right. We gotta welcome everybody. She's just very excited. I'm Babette here. Is very excited. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. First off, of course, the incomparable Babette. Woohoo! We're gonna try to figure out what incomparable means. Yes. Um, so we want to greet the adoring throng. Hello, Welcome throng. to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. Another night in the bomb shelter. Also, we always thank the throng that you're a member of the throng now. Yay! Yes. Yes. She's not sure what that means. No. She's the best member. All you need to know to. is that you have complete liability. <laughs> right. That's anything we do, you're, you're in it's on It's in it. the paperwork. And then, of course, we have our senior member of the team, printer. sound engineer of Utmost Out of Quitchland, Squidge McSqueezy. Yay, Squidge! You're the best. What happened? I don't know what happened. Nobody does. And then our, our regular full-time permanent co-host and resident, Chantour. And now, Dr. Color, you may not know this. But the person sitting to your left 
was voted this year, 2016, by 7x7 Magazine, the Bay Area's up-and-coming artist to watch. That's right. Peter Feliciano. Me. Yay! You can tell You can tell from my aura, right? I just put forth a talented aura. Just all out there. Right. <laughs> You've had your intro. Time to be quiet. Now, our guest. Tell me a little something when about our When San Francisco goes to an award ceremony, uh-huh. and, they're, and, and San Francisco's walking the red carpet. Sure. And Melissa Rivers comes up. She says, who are you wearing? <laughs> this, is what, this is what San Francisco says to Melissa Rivers' query. Yes. He's, they, San Francisco says, I'm wearing Dr. Color Bob Buckter. Yay! Oh, boy. I, could, I like that. Yeah, isn't that good? <laughs> See, he liked it. All right, fine. Yeah. Now if I'm going to talk about my it, outfit. Uh, sweetie, I haven't finished. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's Green. really important. Green. People. <laughs> You're, you really he are is, a doctor. He is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. It, she's wearing I, green. I wasn't done talking about okay, Dr. Color. Okay, finish talking about yes, Dr. Color, SK, and then we'll talk ahead. about my outfit. Okay, I just wanted to say to the art, what have you done? What Hang have on. you done? Hang on. I'm going to make it even better. Perfect. Oh, dear. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> He's always jacking around with this stuff. I'm about to be a doctor, too. You know, okay. Mike doctor. What I wanted to say was this. People, oh, look what he's doing. I got it. Everything's fine. <laughs> People who've never been to San Francisco, right. they look at postcards. They look at pictures of it on the internet. Mm-hmm. And what do they see? A lot of the architecture and the Exactly. And the color is popping out and bright. Right. Dr. Color, Bob Buckter, is the man who is responsible for the way San Francisco looks since 1970. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Thank you. This is a very big deal. Is, I'm, I'm very excited Thank you for this. gracing us with your presence. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Now... Oh, okay. yes, yes, ma'am. In honor of Dr. Color, uh-huh. I dressed like a painted lady. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I get it. See what I she does it. for you, SK. See what oh. she does for all of us. All I can tell you is you are very colorful. Thank there you. There you go. Oh. I'm wearing, see, I'm wearing, I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing green. I like that green. Does it go with my mustard shoes? I swear it, I thought she was going to say well, mustache. Well, in between the shoes and the dress... The the, uh, the 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 skin color uh, bridges all of that. Ooh. There you go. Ooh, yeah. I got love jungle Dr. Fever. Color. <laughs> Bob's got jungle He's talking fever. up your girl this yeah. day. Yeah. All right. That's right. And I agree with him. So. I wore I, I wore my my pink trench coat. Is that more of a fuchsia or a more pink? Fuchsia. That, I would call that fuchsia. Fuchsia. You know, Does it all go? Me and the border, doctor know what's up. Borderline pink, but borderline but pink? it is fuchsia. Fuchsia. But that yeah. green, honestly, though, with her skin color, that green goes great against it, doesn't it? Excellent. I've been telling her that for years. Mm. So that I did this in honor of you. I normally I just wear jeans. Oh yeah. I wore this for you. You dressed up for me. Because you're doctor color. Oh honey. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, thank you, Babette, for You're bringing welcome. a beautiful uh, visage to, Ooh, the, that's Korean. Uh, to the show tonight. All right. Are you happy, honey? I'm very happy. Good. Well, actually, if I'm going to be 100% honest, Uh-oh. I thought you were dressing up because you are taking me out to dinner after. <laughs> you ungrateful. <laughs> now that's all, right, all just been exactly. sunk. Take him to Mr. Chow's, Mr. Chow's Chinese fast food. <laughs> now, there is, before we go on from here, though, there's one other thing, because I had mentioned to you how Pete is uh, the number one uh, musician in San Francisco. <laughs> Pete had something happen before Maybe. before the um, yes, before yes. the show tonight. Yeah, I had uh, I got to uh, be a part of a proposal. 
Oh, wow. This guy hit me up on uh, Gig Salad. Uh, so Gig Salad is a website where I have a profile that has my videos and my songs and reviews from a lot of different people and things like that. Do you see it? Do you oh, see no, it I'm just there? looking to see when they uh, paid for this commercial. <laughs> 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 no, go ahead. Go ahead. Some, of us, some of us need to... I, I know that you're throwing so much money at me that, you know... Obviously. Look, there's cookies right behind <laughs> you. <laughs> so there's a website, and this guy hit me up on there, and he said, I'm wanting to propose to my girlfriend, but I want it to be all secretive and stuff and, and have it be a surprise, obviously. Um, and I did the same thing last year. I went to a park and was just this. happened to play music, and they just happened to come by while I just happened to say, oh, hey, you guys are really nice. Well, can I sing you a song? And they're sure, yeah. And then I, the song that I sing for them just happens to be their song. So I sang their song, uh, and tonight it was... Um, why not, instead of uh, telling us, why don't you show us? I can if you'd like. Do you want me to do it now? Would you guys mind? It it, it depends, but I'm I'm open for about just about anything. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's hear it, doctor. All right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love how he continues to call you doctor. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna stop. All right. Incidentally, I have this pain in my shoulder. Is there is there anything <laughs> you can you can do for that? Well, uh, you know, if 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 it's showing uh, a reddish pink. Maybe 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 we need to uh, boil it down to something more fleshy. <laughs> Obviously, this will be edited out. We'll see. Ugh. Did you do this during the proposal? It's all part of the ambiance. It's very special, I can tell. Lots of strings sticking out of your guitar, Pete. I'm not professional. <laughs> Surely to the sea, 
Darling, so it goes Some things are meant to be Take my whole life to or I can help falling. That was a good job. I knew that that would be one of yeah. Babette's new favorites. That she really likes awesome. my Louis Armstrong, so I figured I that yeah, probably. That was that good. Was beautiful. Thank you very much. And you Maybe next time you can Elvis. really, you know, give us an effort. What would <laughs> <laughs> what, you think, Dr. Color? Oh, very, very nice. You no? know, Thank you very much. Very, very, very suave. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That, yeah, I actually, that's why I'm wearing this long white jumpsuit is because I'm a very suave, <laughs> shiny man. And those those bell bottoms aren't just any bell bottoms; these are the kind with fur. Right. So you exactly. know he's. Serious. I actually have a, a peanut butter sandwich in my pocket <laughs> just to, for the effect. Peanut butter the, and banana. Really? Yeah, that's what D. Snyder was. Honey involved ate. with D. Snyder. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so yeah, I got to do that. It was really really awesome, and uh, she said yes, which was a good a oh, good, good thing. Oh good. He he got down on on his knee in the middle of the song and proposed, and cool. she said yes. And what park yeah, was, was it really, again? Really cool. Where were you? Washington Square. Oh. Oh, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. What's, it was a little, actually a mishap. Before it, I had said, okay, watch, let's meet at Washington Square Park by Grace Cathedral. But Grace yeah, there, Cathedral, that's, not, that's I, Peter and Paul. I, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Grace Cathedral is uh, Huntington Square Park. Yes. So, so I went to the wrong park. Oh, no. And he texted me, hey, uh, where are you? And I'm like, I'm You're playing only music by the day. fountain. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I Ubered over there. Um, and the, the, there was a lady in the Uber who was like, oh, that's so sweet. When I told him the story, the Uber driver gave me this little box of this uh, little, uh, tissue thing because yeah. he said, oh, you're going to need it. Um, and um, Or you could use that to sop up after Tai Chi. Exactly. <laughs> Um, if you're going to Washington Square Park, that's the main two right. activities is um, proposing. Kitty. And Tai Chi. <laughs> right, and Tai Chi. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then afterwards, everybody's like, more and more. And they gave me their money, and it was fun. All right. Awesome. So oh, cool. Then I don't have to feel guilty tonight. No, of course not. All right. Transition music. Did you know, Dr. Color, that sitting here before you, I'll probably be here after you as well. I am a historian. I didn't. That didn't impress him. <laughs> no. Yes. He's not, he's not easily impressed. Well, after my dress, there's Especially not much after, left. <laughs> after right, exactly. She dressed, and then I tried to come up to the level with my nice song. Still yeah. couldn't touch the dress. Yeah. Now you're saying, "Well, I'm a historian." I'm not, not really gonna... even a historian. But <laughs> right. You some, are, honey. You no, are a historian. Don't make him feel better. About some guy it. said him, so on Facebook. Let him so drown. That's what I'm throwing out there now. I'm gonna right. put on all my business cards. Right. No, but uh, I, I do a tour of the city. A tour of San Francisco, mm-hmm. and lately, in the la- about the last year, uh, it's been falling apart. <laughs> what? No, well, isn't. here's the thing: things are happening in the city 
that are making me have to I have to adjust. Right. For instance, the one I the one I complained about the most was on Maiden Lane. Did you remember the Xanadu Gallery? The uh, uh, what was the name of the gift shop? It was originally the something something gift shop. I'm a historian. Did I mention right? Uh, <laughs> But they closed that down, so I used to be able to take people in. It's the one that uh, the one Frank Lloyd Wright designed, and it's like a little mini Guggenheim in there. And I could take people in, and that was that got closed down. Then when they were working on the Apple Store over in in Union Square, that Ruth Asawa's Fountain, they closed that up. I couldn't take people. It says Ruth Asawa's Fountain. Is that it's the, open that's again? That's the now. one in between the Hilton and, and the, the Grand Hyatt. Yeah. Okay. And now one of my guests' favorite sites are the old sunken ships down in the Embarcadero and, and downtown. And now at the old ship saloon where the parking lot used to be, which underneath that parking lot is the Arkansas, they're building condos, seven-story no. building on there right now. Yeesh. So that's another place because I, I would have a big reveal. I would take them. I'd stand everyone in the parking lot. I'd tell them the story of the Arkansas. I would talk to them about Shanghaiing and Shanghai dens. And then I would mention the uh, proprietor and then I'd have them turn around and there's his name on the old ship saloon. Well, see, I know you're gearing up to say boo to those, but here's my question. Yeah. Is our guest involved in choosing the coloring of... <sighs> You know what? Those I didn't condos. even think about that. Are you working on the project over on Pacific? Pacific and what cross street? Ah, uh, what would a battery? No. You sure? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, he only Not does yet. Victorians, right? No, 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 no. I do absolutely everything that rises from the ground except people. Okay. <laughs> Although he, you did do makeup for the thriller video, right? <laughs> yeah. No? Oh, okay. uh, I'm trying to remember the, the name of the company. What happened was this. So you might remember, because you're, you're a second-generation San Franciscan. Right. You might remember when they were working on the Transamerica building, they uncovered the Niantic. And also they've got uh, just down the street was the General Harrison. And when they f- would find these, there was one guy they would call. I can't remember his name. Find what? When they would find... Uh, they would find these old sunken ships. Oh, okay. And they would call him. He's an archaeologist over in Oakland, and he'd come in and make sure they're doing the excavation properly. And in most cases, they would have to rebury. They would pull out the the artifacts. And in fact, the rudder of the Niantic is at the Maritime Museum right now. They pulled that part out. And there's even a part of the hull, and it's got the old copper cladding on there so the barnacles wouldn't wouldn't attach and everything well there's the problem i have with this besides the fact that i don't have that big great reveal now to have people standing right on top mm-hmm. of the arkansas uh, i can still tell them the story and take them to see the the old ship saloon but what bothered me was is these guys who were building this they didn't tell anybody i mean they told the building department and they called in the archaeologists and made sure they were doing everything properly but they didn't let the public know and we have so many history groups in san francisco and so many people trying to you know remember these things and they they have a big chain link fence with the green on it and you can't see into it my last tour i gave down there i walked by and had to stand out in front of that fence but i did what i didn't know was what was going on on the other side they uncovered it they called in the building department they called in the archaeologist they said okay you've dug properly we want whatever we have to do now just bury it again so now there was really no opportunity except for the eclampus vitus you don't happen to be a part of eclampus vitus do you bob no okay uh uh those guys found out about it and went and had a drinking party at the old ship saloon but other than that the rest of us didn't really have any closure right yeah so they're going to they le- they're leaving it buried and they're going to build condos over yep. it. Yeah, Gros Grosvenor. Have you ever worked for Grosvenor Americas? Uh, Gro- Grosvenor. Oh, Grosvenor. 
I've done some work for them, yes. I'm, I'm sorry, he's not, he's not an English major, he's a historian. I've That's always it. wondered how to say letters. their name. I just put the letters in the wrong spot. <laughs> Grosvenor, Grosvenor is, is a client. Yes. yes. Really? So you can't talk bad about them, honey. So where's, where's the, uh, where's the <laughs> mo- what's your most recent project with them you've done? Oh, it's been like a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah, they send me all over. Well, maybe you can let them know that uh, I'm not happy. Uh, with them not letting Some... me know personally. <laughs> Our throng is laughing. <laughs> Although, yeah. Ooh. I'll tell you what, if it's, if it's still, if a there's anything still exposed, host. I would love a chance to tour that. You know, not bring any of my guests. Just me. <laughs> right. Just go in. I would love a chance to tour because I wasn't, you know, I was a kid when they did the Transamerica building. So, anyway, Grobsner? Grovner. Grovner. I think I know a little bit more about them than you do, Bob. All right. <laughs> Okay, just an update. We always do this. I don't think this has made the slightest bit of difference to anyone, but the sure. uh, skating rinks are back. Yay! Hooray! Do you skate? I used to as a kid out at Ocean Beach. Oh, like at Playland? Yeah. They had an ice skating rink at Playland? Or, no, oh, no. no at, at Roller uh, skating, yeah. Now, at one point, didn't um, Sutro Baths have, have an ice skating rink? At what yeah. point, didn't they? They did, and of course, they were very well known for all those swimming pools, which I swam in as a kid. You know what? Wow. Do you know uh, Bob Pritikin? I mean, have you heard the name Bob Pritikin before? I have done work for that gentleman, and he he, he knows how to play the um, saw. The saw. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're actually interviewing him uh, in a couple weeks. Good. And is he going to bring in the saw? This is where it all comes together. I'm going to dress up again. <laughs> yeah, she's going to dress up again. I'm going to really. I think I'm going to wear saw. a ball did you, gown. Did you, you do the mansion as a saw? The Mansions Hotel in Pacific Heights. Did yeah. you do the colors on that? Yes. We're really? How movies. exciting! And his private residence over on uh, Chenery. Yeah, on Chenery. Yeah, over yeah. in Glen Park. That's a long time ago. That's back yeah. in the '80s. Yeah. You're a celebrity. I've I've touched in on just about everybody in town. Wow! I'm going to cut out the in on part, and when when I edit, <laughs> I've touched just about everyone in town. <laughs> we're talking we're talking about twenty four thousand jobs wow. over a forty six year period in the city alone. Uh, in the city, I think it's eighteen five. That's really awesome. But oh. um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember why I mentioned Bob I'm Bob Pritikin. Because what, one of the questions I'm going to ask him is, is he trying to go for like Woodward's Gardens? Are you familiar with Woodward's Gardens? Mm-mm. Yeah, they were, it was actually just on the mission, 16th, uh, between 14th and 16th in Valencia and Mission. He was a little eccentric and had tons of art and exotic plants and animals. And, and it turned into a museum and then into an amusement park. And I always thought really? that that's, that's what... Um, Weird. I was thinking, well, that was pr- what Pritikin was trying to do with the Chenery House because he's got all these crazy things in there. But he's got Benny Buffano stuff in there, and he's very proud of his Hitler globe. He paid fifty grand for a globe that Hitler owned. So a lot of the stuff that you saw at Sutro uh, Baths, you know, when you were going down the stairs and all the big statues and the things, Adolf Sutro bought those from Robert Woodward's estate. After he died and his kids didn't want to keep the amusement park around. So a lot of the stuff that, and that stuff started during the gold rush or just after the gold rush, you know, in the days of the Barbary Coast. Mm-hmm. So you in your lifetime have seen and, and enjoyed some of the sights and experiences and uh, attractions that people saw all the way back into the 1860s. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? cool? Very cool. Maybe you could crack a smile every once in a while. Uh, there we go. Okay, good. 
Honey, you have 10 minutes. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, the, the skating rinks are open. Union Square is, let me think, they, uh, how much are they charging? $3 tr- to $12. Now, here's right. the question, though. How much do they charge to rent skates? $6. Oh, okay. Well, that's, and yeah. you get how long? Uh, hour and a half. Yeah, really? That's, not, that's, that's not bad. Not, that's a cheap day. And you can rent lockers for $3. Are you ever going to take me? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> they also have skate helpers. What's oh. That? Oh. Is how much for, are those people? Who's that for? Well, those aren't people. Those are, they look like big penguins. And little kids, 48 inches and shorter, can hold on to the big <gasps> penguin. And, how and, cute. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. like a little walker. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, it's a skate walker. That is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> anyway, they're open from, uh, when are they open? From, they, they're already open. They're going to stay open until January? January 16th. Cool. And they open daily from 9.45 to uh, 10 o'clock p.m. I think they're open. You can take me tonight. Not in that outfit. That's true. I'll <laughs> skin up my knees. There's also, it's sponsored by Safeway, but then somehow Hawaiian Airlines is involved as well. And then Hawaiian Airlines is also sponsoring the one at uh, Justin Herman Plaza. Which makes a lot of sense for Hawaiian Airlines to sponsor I don't know what to ice skating rink. That's Very true. Strange. I didn't give that any thought. Yeah. Hawaii. Now, let's say you were going to be doing some coloring in Hawaii. Just uh, off the top of my head. As of tomorrow morning, early, I'm flying out to Maui to do a... Homeowner Association. Wow. wow. That is very cool. You have the coolest job ever. Well, you know, I said, well, I, I mean, uh, do you have an empty condo? And they said, no, but we could put you up at the Ritz-Carlton for four days. I said, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll do. <laughs> now, are we all going to be able to fit in that one room or are we going to need to split it up a little bit? <laughs> well, we might have to splurge. Okay. <laughs> I'll have a cot. I can take the floor. How fun. <laughs> oh, you're not invited, Pete. Just oh. the four of us. Well, How really nice. just me and Bob. I'm busy anyway. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, that one is $11, $7 for kids under eight, and uh, they're open until January 8th. Hmm. Same times. They have group rates. The only thing is the one at Justin Herman Plaza also has got, they're going to be shutting down throughout the next two months mm. at different days and times for private groups. You know, when we were so. dating, SK took me. To But where? we didn't actually, we went to, um, to the um, Justin Herman Plaza. He didn't actually yeah. take me to skate. We sat in the hotel across the way and just watched people skate. <laughs> well, because you're freezing all the time anyway. That's true. It was really We're cold. We're going to take you outdoors. All right. Bob, how do you feel about the Nazi flag? It's colorful. <laughs> is that just straight red, or is that a particular type of red? Is that scarlet? What is that? Everything is a particular type of whatever yeah. color. Yes. Nice. But it's, it's bright. So that would be German National Socialist red, if you I would, have it on a crayon. I would call it, I would call it intense red. Intense red. Intense, I'd call it blood red. Ooh. That's, that's dark. That's, that's way darker. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Okay. Actually, he would that know. is way... Is that sweater closer to blood red? No, that's... No. Uh, yes and no. Depends if it's coming from the uh, veins or the arteries. Wow. wow. Well, now I feel a little creeped out. I know. <laughs> Why do you know so much about <laughs> Dr. Color. Dr. Uh, Color. Right, Make sure sir, there's no right. sharp I objects on the table. There we go. <laughs> the reason sense. why I bring it up, and I don't know if you, well, no, I'm sure you don't because uh, you confess to not listening. 
<laughs> oh, don't Thank be you. sad. Um, no, but uh, we don't do you know political stuff on here. Yeah, we, we try to keep everything family and happy and up and everything. However, we just had an election. And from what I understand, many people in this city weren't happy with it. Apparently. Um, one individual, in an effort to, what would you call this? It isn't satire. It's... Mock to, yeah, to make Yeah, to make a point, he ran up a Nazi flag on the top of his house. Did you hear about that? I think I saw that, yeah. Yeah, it was in Noe Valley. Now, at first everyone flipped out and they have like, there was a video of a neighbor yelling at him and everything. And he goes, oh, I was just trying to make a point. And then that was the end of it. But what was interesting to me was not that. That's just the springboard to this. The house and the man both have history. At the time, some of the news stations went out to talk to this guy, and he didn't want to be identified. But uh-huh. you could tell you knew what house it was. They had pictures of the house. You know, it's at uh, Sanchez and 21st. And that house is owned by Frederick, if it's R-O-E-B-E-R, would that be Rober or Raber? That's that's a good one. I don't have too much German blood in me. No. <laughs> intense blood. Intense blood. Inten- <laughs> but it's an intense name, yeah. We're going to call him Frederick Raber. I, I think okay. it's Rober. Okay, we'll go Rober. We're going to say Frederick go. Rober. Anyway, do you know who Frederick Rober is? <laughs> he is a physicist and software writer. He was one of the founding fathers of the internet, the World Wide Web. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if he knows Al Gore, but with this- Right, I was going to say he's going to sue him. He's now. been affiliated with Caltech- Netscape and Google. Wow. Yeah, he's and he's been so anyway, he bought this place a few years back for quite a bit of money. Now, the place before that, there's there's a big fountain in the courtyard of this place because the guy who owned it before was a eye surgeon. I can't remember his name, but he did some eye surgery on a relative of El Duce. Who's that? The big Benito Mussolini. Oh, really? And Mussolini donated this big fountain that's in the yard. It came from Benito Mussolini. Mm. So this house has had a Nazi flag raised. Yeah, and there's a, a lot of fascism. <laughs> a lot of fascism. <laughs> now check this out. That guy bought the place when a certain individual who went by the name of Groucho Sonny, Marx, <laughs> Sonny Jim Rolfe, James Rolfe, the 30th mayor of San yeah. Francisco, he's the one who built the place. Yeah. And he built it without a kitchen. Because that's where he kept his mistress. He kept her in the kitchen? No. He, <laughs> as well he should have. Right. <laughs> no, uh, he built her this house and figured she wasn't going to have to cook or anything. She could, you know, have food delivered or go out. So he what built it without. What a sweet deal. Good so this, this little house was filled with Mistresses don't weird... have to cook? No, they don't. Wow. 21st and Sanchez. 21st and Sanchez. That's up at the top of the hill. Yep. I, know, I know which building yeah, that is. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like kind of a castle-y look. Yeah. But it's stone. It's a stone veneer, right? Mm-hmm. Do you ever do anything with stone veneer? Everything. Really? Yeah. He says that like. This is Dr. Yes. Color. What, do you right? have him change the, don't change get the rocks? Weird on him. I, I do graphics, stencils. You know, I, image is the entire thing. You tell me what you want, I'll give it to you. No, I don't know. <laughs> Did you know what we should do? We should just get right to it. We I think we should him. get right to okay, it. Okay, let's at first. There is one last thing I w- wanted to mention. So he was the 30th mayor of San Francisco. He also became, in 1930, the governor of California. Okay. And he was the second governor of California to die in office. Interesting. The first governor of California to die in office was a gentleman by the name of Washington Bartlett. Does anybody know who Washington Bartlett was? I've heard his name. I know you have because I tell you it all the time. He was the second in command on the USS Portsmouth. 
The boat that had uh, James B. Montgomery march up into Portsmouth Square, plant the American flag in 1846, and San Francisco became, actually it was Yerba Buena at the time, became part of the American territory. All right. So San Francisco is connected to everything. Right on. It's a great town. I don't care what Babette says. Hipsters hear us roar. All right. right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a quick commercial for Bridal Fitness Coach. Have you ever heard of Bridal Fitness Coach? Nope. This will be perfect. I'm going to be able to tell Dr. Color what Bridal Fitness Coach does. Oh, boy. All right. What it does is it takes the fatties. No, no. (laughs) No. That's awful. No. When brides are getting ready for their wedding, they are very concerned about how they're going to look in their dress. And it's a big day, and there's going to be pictures and everything. So what Bridal Fitness Coach does is it, they train them for the big day. However, they go beyond like with a chair that. and a whip. That, exactly. <laughs> All right. You know. I do. <laughs> uh, so, but they go beyond that, though. Because there's going to be the one day, but what happens if you get all, you know, you get to where you need to be, and then the next day you, you start balloon. down and, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're carbo loading. Right. No. So... <laughs> What Bridal Fitness Coach does is they teach them not just, you know, how to stay in shape and the, and the exercises, but they also help them with their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, nutrition. Mm-hmm. And they get them into a pattern of life in their eating and also, in some cases, not drinking. <laughs> Apparently, that's the real problem for these brides Lots when they're of getting calories. ready. They work out a lot, but they're also out drinking on the weekends and they have a real difficulty. However... When they stick with the bridal fitness coach plan, they shrink. Um, they you get go to the trimmed. website, you can see the before and afters. It's incredible results. So we're very proud to be shilling for bridal fitness right. coach. Uh, also, we're very thankful. Oh, well, they're really the only ones who pay us. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, there's one other thing. It's called bridal fitness coach, but they also train the bridal parties and the grooms if they want to. But because really. grooms can sometimes be a little hunky. Yeah, but what do we care? <laughs> right, we don't. Yeah. So if they you can't, you can't honey. do you can't. <laughs> you are you mean hunky. Cha, chunk. No, <laughs> just talk about my man. He's hunky. That's right. Don't talk about her man. Yeah, don't talk about her honky. I mean, <laughs> wait, hunky, honky. What was I'm it? I'm a hunky honky. Ah, uh, nice <laughs> hunky honky. <laughs> so if you want, if you want to have a free consultation, you can go to bridalfitnesscoach.com. Uh-huh. What's or the you phone can, number? You can call 415-317-6827. Uh-huh. What's that number again? 415-317-6827. Bridal Fitness Coach. Yes. Make a commitment. Make a commitment. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Join us on the dark side. All right, now. Okay, now, now we get to the interesting stuff. Yes. Yes. Okay. And there's one thing, you know what's great about having Bob here is I get to play this intro and it actually being the first time in the last couple of times we've done it, that it actually works in that it actually is applicable. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? I'll tell you who's in our neighborhood. Dr. Color. Yay! So, yeah. We'll, we'll get that out of the way. You're second generation San Franciscan. Yes, sir. Um, how many different neighborhoods have you lived in? I grew up, I've spent my first 30 years of life in the Sunset District. Ah. A lot of people love the Sunset. Yeah. So that's where you learn irony. 
I did not love the Sunset District. <laughs> Why don't you? That I hated the fog. Yep. You, you don't yep. ever see That's the exactly. I'm with you, Doctor. I'm with you. That's that why is, I don't like it. That is why it. I moved out to the Mission after right after that. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. stay, and I've been there ever since. Nice. Can, can I ask your age? Uh, just past seven zero a uh, couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Congratulations, wow. sir. Oh. Had a, a wild blues group playing there on October fifteenth. From the saloon on Grant Avenue. Oh, we just went by the saloon today. And, right. and they, they've got some of the best music out of that place that you would ever believe. Yeah, but yeah. It's a, it's a nice place. I actually put the carpet in on the stage. All right. At least I don't know if it's it's the last one that's in there now because that place gets pretty uh, beat up, funky. Yeah, but yeah, I <laughs> I, I did the the carpet on the stage there once. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So you've touched greatness as well. I have, and I'm trying to remember the guy. Uh, there and was a guitar player that. I got to know because I ended up going upstairs and putting a new carpet in his place up above the saloon as well. Johnny? Yeah, he, he died. Johnny Nitro, I know. Yeah, Johnny in, Nitro, yeah. Tw- 2011. Yep, that was, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, we, we're, we're only a, a degree of separation away before today. All right. You're, you're, you're over half then. You, you, 30 years in one spot and 40 years in another spot. And, uh, and you like the mission better? Oh, yeah, much better weather. Much better weather. What else do you like about it than the sunset? It's, it's funky, and you know I, I live right off of 24th Street, and I can walk up there. And nice. I'm, I'm fluent in Spanish, so I enjoy speaking Spanish. All right. Well, Pretty I'm cool. going to test you then. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a word in Spanish, and you tell me what you think it means in English. Supermercado. Oh, uh, that, that's uh, the, the supermarket. All right. I knew, I knew that one, honey. Did you have to say it's so white, though, Yes, SK? I was trying to make a joke. No one laughed. I you, thought it would be funny. You, you said it with a gringo accent. I right. Know, I it was hard. Supermercado. It was hard, gonna hard go down. to, yeah. Mom, can I borrow the Beamer? We're going down to the supermercado. <laughs> sounds, like a, oh, yeah. sounds like a mall in L.A. Uh, uh, you became a painting contractor. I'm uh, assuming you had at least four years before that working as a painter. That's what you're supposed to do, but actually, it, 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 I did get my contractor's license in 1974, and I did start painting in 1970. So, okay. so yes, I fit in with that. I fit because to be a contractor, you have to have four years of experience prior to taking your test as a journeyman. As a journeyman, well, yeah, yeah. I, I was always a journeyman. I say, ah, <laughs> I'm going to tell the CSLB. <laughs> Okay, so you you were you were painting. You became a painting contractor. So now what we're going to get into is, and I'm sure you've told this story a hundred times, but eh, hundred one. What was the transition from being the, a painting contractor to now you're doing the color the color stuff? I began painting as a college student in 1970. Dropped out of grad school, SF State, and started painting houses for thirty dollars a day, and. Uh, during 1970, I, I got my first Edwardian over on 17th Street and did four colors there, and, and it turned out spectacular. And I said, this is what I want to do. Did you say it like that? <laughs> well, it's, it's, what, what about it did you like? Everything. I, I really enjoyed working with the people, and I said, we can do this, we can do that. Let's test this, take a look at that. And it's all about image, how you can make something change, the look, and, and wow, and, and uh, just stand right out or go back in or whatever the client's taste is. Now, were you always into color? I mean, I mean, did you know more than, you know, like four colors when you started doing this? No, I just, I, I noticed that a few people were doing some wild things in the hate and actually out 
over toward Alamo Square, there was a wild Victorian that was done in 1967 with super polychrome bright colors. And that, and those, I believe, were offshoots of people that had dropped some some acid. <laughs> Probably. That, that's my opinion. Where'd they drop it? <laughs> down, down, down the pit. <laughs> and and according according to uh, Michael Larson and Elizabeth Pomata, who published all of the Painted Ladies books, which I've, I'm prominently uh, published in, they concur that it probably was drug induced uh, with, with all these colors in San Francisco in the, in the late '60s, hmm. and mostly homeowners did it themselves. Then there was a guy named Butch Cardum just before me that started doing some color work. And then I came in right after that and started doing my thing. And then there was a guy named Foster Mayer who was very flamboyant that just went ahead and did an absolutely bold type of approach to colors on exteriors. And uh, then there was another guy named Jason Wonders that did uh, some also bold colors, and I, I persevered. Basically, in about 73, I started consulting colors on the side from my contracting business, and then by the end of 1977, I called it quits with contracting because I had also done lots of real estate, and I was already a seven-figure kind of guy at the age of 30. <laughs> Good for you. So, so am I. I just don't have it, but I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> when I retired when I was 30, first I took a sailing trip around the world for a year to think about what I really wanted to do. Nice. And when I got back, I said, I just want to consult colors. So, so you're like the expert. You became the expert. Some people say so. Okay. <laughs> Not only that, before Bob... Tie dye only had one color. Wow! Yeah, he was the one who brought. So you, it, you consulted know, yeah. Clorox. Yeah, as well, or, I, I, I can't that claim that. that kind of fame, but let's <laughs> let's just say I am a polychrome kind of guy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll ask Alice. So when you reach out and 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 get into complementary colors of on the opposite side of the color wheel, you use blues and greens with reds, yellows, and oranges. Those are complementary, and they can usually really pop and look good but basically this is san francisco right you do not need a permit to pick out the colors for your building unless it is a san francisco landmark and then you're up you know what kind of creek right 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 right, right, right. but however i have had my way with the city on some of those landmarks anyway nice just between nice. you and me but no, but yeah. normally it's and it's everyone really who's listening to the podcast <laughs> he knows how many listeners we have when he right. said that just between you and me it's restricted Right. With right. those. But the rest of it's wide open, and that's what I like about the city is you can just about do whatever you want to do, except for brand new construction. And with brand new construction, and I have worked with some contractors that are building you know, new buildings, the city has to see what colors you are selecting. So uh -huh. that's the only restriction. Otherwise, it's all wide open. Okay, mm -hmm. now let me ask this. It's a good question because we've been noticing, Babette and I, uh, some of the... Uh, architecture is be having a certain sameness throughout the city with the buildings that are coming up quickly. Now, you do color, but you're not necessarily doing um, not just paint, right? You could be using like the uh, the different colors of fin ply and, and other kind of things. Roof col colors, tile color, glass color, sash color, meaning aluminum or vinyl. Just about any type of material that, that is precast and pre-colored. I, I go to color charts, pick all that stuff out. Including the paint colors, of course, because that's that's my forte. But uh, it's it's the whole what the whole thing 
uh, puts across at a glance. Do you do interior as well? Interiors all the time. Okay. Most of it's exterior, some of it's interior. Cool. Well, so, I was curious specifically, like down here in Mission Bay and then up on uh, Franklin, there's that orange thing they're doing now. Do you know what I'm balconies. talking about? They've been doing that orange thing for about the last 10, 15 years, and these are these are lackluster architects that are copying themselves yep. Yep. from the from way back mm-hmm. and they don't know what else to do because mm-hmm. they they lack creativity. You're right. Now is that is that the so that's not the the city having a lack of creativity that's no. the architects themselves. It's the architects and 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 basically creativity is in very short supply and it is very difficult to achieve mm. because people just do not have an imagination and plus they can't don't have the foresight or knowledge to know what's going to work. So it's not necessarily with those guys. It's not about a fear of taking a risk. It's that they don't have any inspiration to, to do so. I'm not going to generalize that <laughs> far and, and, and ostracize all of these architects. Okay, just do a Some couple. of these people do a good job. And, and, and right. I, you know, I, I have a, like a, a faint touch of humility to me. Very hard to find, but yes, Much, I do. I was, I was gonna no ask. one else in this room <laughs> has that. I've noticed that. <laughs> well, I, 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 will, I will say this. I, I agree with you. There's no creativity. They all, all the buildings look alike. You know, I did notice today, though, have you seen that building? Is it Rockwell on um, Pine and Franklin? It's right next to the Whole Foods. I looked through the window, and they have a really cool mural inside on the wall. There's like an atrium. That, that was different, I thought. It was the whole back wall. It has a really cool mural, but most of the buildings look alike. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Right. I'm just pretty easygoing, and I always have been. Go ahead and do your thing, and then when I do mine, it's going to stand out and look nice. good. You nice. know? Good for you. Yay! That's, that's, a, that's a way better way to look at that's it. That's my that's strategy. Way better way I like that. Yeah. You ever kill anybody? Thank you. <laughs> Not yet. No, okay. <laughs> but keep asking questions like well, that. Well, actually, I have, we have some people uh, Facebooked us when we made the announcement that we were going to be uh, talking with Dr. Color. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to throw some stuff out because you especially love the Victorians. That's my specialty. Right. Now, there's one of the things you learn when you start talking with people who know about Victorians. They always say, oh, well, the color thing is a new thing. It wasn't always like that. But one of our, I'm going to say listener, because if she isn't listening, she won't know that I said it. And if there she is, go. then she's a listener. Um, Megan Smith, she said she was just reading that in the 1880s, the late 1880s, People started turning away from the gray and the white and the darker houses and going to brighter colors. Um, let's see. There was a book called Victoria's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Buckter did that all over again in the 70s, she says. She called you by your last name. That was kind of disrespectful. No, no I didn't. <laughs> tut, tut, tut. Whatever, Smith. I've taken a lot worse. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I would love to know why he picked the colors he did and to hear the stories from the... Oh, she's saying in general. So is that true that at one point they did try to put some brighter colors on the Victorians? Of course, that would have been the 1880s is before they were Victorians, right? No, Victorians... The, the Victorian period, if we're talking specifically about San Francisco, began in about 1860s, the early 1860s, and went right to the year 1900 and stopped abruptly and the and the edwardian period began in 1900 there was an overlap but basically 1900 is the cutoff uh-huh 
Okay, so now there's the uh, you got your Queen Anne's in the 1890s. You right. got your uh, in the 1870s your Italante. Okay, let, let, let me let me go over that. The early Italianates in the late 1860s, early 1870s, were flat faced and did not have projecting bays, projecting four sided bays, uh, or f- let's see, five sided bays. Like Shelley Duvall. Then, in about very early 1870s, the Italianates began to build projecting bays from the flat face of the of the plane of the building, and and they were five sided. Basically, it looks like three, but there's two half sides to the side, so it's basically half an octagon. That's real typical Italianate. Then, toward 1880, the stick style of architecture came in, and they produced square bay projections not angled and and then uh it it melded into the queen anne because uh one of the very first prototype queen anne's was the hawes lilienthal house on franklin street which was built in 1886 and that is the classic gable with offsetting turret and that is a classic queen anne architecture but that usually came on larger mansion-style buildings. Uh-huh. Okay. We toured that house recently. Yeah. It's beautiful. Did you have anything to do? They said that originally it was like a, a dark gray or a dark brown. It, it was. And they, they invited me in because I was a member of Heritage at the time. And uh, in 1983, I did the colors for that house. I didn't do it just now, but it's been between 1983 and 2016 when they decided to do another paint job. Mm. But but the, the thing is a non-profit, and they don't have the coin to do that and they have to do special fundraising and all the rest of that right but i did help them out and i did they said well we want it all gray and i was working with the haws and the and the lilienthal family and the board of directors of the haws lilienthal house all in a group session and i said well we have to do a lighter gray here we have to do a darker gray there we have to do black on the iron and then we have to uh do uh a very pale gray over here they go oh <laughs> but did they that, make that face? Well, <laughs> they made faces. They 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 completely resisted me. And then I said, "We have to do a pale blue porch ceiling, which is absolutely historic." And no one were they all like that? Or is that what you're? Uh, quite a few yeah. Victorians had light blue ceilings because what it was, especially in the South, but this is all the way up through Canada and all over North America. People thought, well, you look up on a, on a hot summer day and you feel refreshed. Because it looks well, like the sky? Because it looks like the sky. Then other people said, well, it repels certain kinds of bees. Like lowercase? Or? Well, <laughs> the ones that fly around and sting oh, you. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> like wasps and whatnot. And who knows if that's... But whatever it was, that was a very recurrent theme all the way through... North America, and very historically correct, they rejected the idea at the Hall House, and I was a little bit shocked, but at least I got them to go into shades. So I could say, see that horizontal band that's darker gray? That's called a freeze. And the, the people that were doing the tours out there on the lawn said, there's the freeze, there's the bottom color, there's the, the window casing, there's the sash. And, and they were all different hues of gray. And it was easier to pick out that way. And I think they were appreciative of that. Now, is well, it is it just... different shades of gray now, or is it all one shade I'm of gray? Sorry, 
It, it, SK Morton it, show, Babette's. I don't know. The lately, <laughs> the latest, the latest paint job, which just occurred within 2016. Yeah. This year is kind of a medium muted yeah. green. And she told us that I think she said that one like of the reasons like <laughs> why they did that was to save to save money. They didn't have the yeah. money to make it all the different colors. Well, possibly, but not really. And and they 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 those son of a. Yeah. Guns should have called me in, but they didn't. I know you're a doctor. Why don't they respect yeah. the good doctor? You know, and, and, and I was disappointed, and I was disappointed with the results. But uh, oh, a, a, apparently, everybody else is happy with it, and, and 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 good for them. Well, I say you know, we me, I say we go to the Pitchfork right. store. Which one? Pitchforks, etc., or pitchforks are us? I say, I say, pitchforks and more. That's okay, what, that's pitchforks what I'm sure. and for my sons. dollar. Do that one. <laughs> for, for my dollar, that's what I. Get have you for. ever been to Alexander Peel Schmiel's house of pitchforks? I have. He's a little smarmy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got you. I'm with you. How I'm about you. Pits, pitchforks depot? <laughs> <laughs> Pitchfork Tyria is is really, but that's over in East Bay. The point being, um, pitchfork king. I can't stop. I'm sorry. Pitchfork queen. <laughs> All right. Anyone in the audience have any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> um, that other thro- the guy, that one guy at the throw just hung his head. He's a, why am I here? You said you would be done at seven thirty. Pitchforks right? and things. Um, Pete did that one, but I wanted to ask because you said something. You said you used to be a member of the uh, Victorian um, Heritage, Heritage, so, San Francisco yeah. Heritage. Yeah. What, what happened there? They they stopped sending me bills, so I did. I didn't. I guess I wasn't a member anymore. Oh, you mean that whole "you're my brother until you don't pay your dues" kind of thing? Well, no, they they just never sent me a bill. Oh, okay. Which is Ebonics for bill. <laughs> All right. And, and so, so, so <laughs> Babette knew that. She, Babette knew uh, that. I haven't yeah. heard the Babette word. Doesn't know. I do. I do. Pay, I do pay my bills, but but anyway, I, I haven't had heard any. What course. about your Benjamins? BFs. What? Those are called BFs. Really? Best friends. Benjamin Franklin's. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, here's one I from like this. Kevin Carew. <laughs> I like Kevin. He's a good guy. You got, you what? They just came by because they love you. All but right. now they're leaving. Was, some people just arrived. Yeah. They heard walk you five minutes of my spiel and really? then left. Maybe it was the exactly. racism. I don't know. Um, they learned a lot. Right. Spiel okay. is, okay. Okay. Spiel is German, right? They just wanted to see right? you. Spiel. They wanted to see the great doctor. All right. Well, now we say to you guys, we'll say goodbye throng. Goodbye, Goodbye. Throng. Thank you for coming. I'd like to go back to Megan Smith for just a second. Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Because we didn't exhaust that topic, and I'm not going to spend much time at it. However, the Victorians were using landlady buff and grays for quite a while, but they also came up with some darker colors, not bright, but darker, and they never used whites or off-whites back then prior to the turn of the century or much later. Uh, way later, they, it, things changed back like into the 70s. Yes, they did. But there is a book called Century of Color by Roger Moss, and he is a scientific researcher of original paint colors on these buildings. And, nice. and he spent painstaking time scraping down to the original wow. colors, and he has a series of books that uh, presents what the original Victorian buildings used to look like throughout North America. Wow. All right. Well, Megan Smith will be glad to hear that. And so what you're saying is uh, Waldhorn and Woodbridge, they're just filthy, a, filthy liars. Uh, well, I, 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 I have no comment to that. What is your style? What would, how would you describe it? All right. I'll, I'll go into a, a quick, Times New Roman? quick little dissertation. But I do uh, the main body in a medium muted color, 
medium value, meaning not light, not dark. I do the major trim in an off-white, which is window casings, fascias, belly bands, uh, balustrade assembly. And then I, I'll do a minor trim of a dark, intense color. And then I'll come back with an accent color, which I call color number four, for panels and friezes and uh, accenting areas. And color number five is a darker version of the main body, which I like to use on the bottom of the building. Uh -huh. Then there could be an iron color. There could be a porch ceiling color, like light blue. And then we throw in a little bit of gold leaf or nice. aluminum foil leaf to, for fine accents. And then I'll, I'll go up to 10 colors if it's called for. I mean, it's whatever's required, whatever the client likes. And, and, and that's how it goes. So uh -huh. anybody who's going to be online trying to, or li listening to this podcast and thinking they're, they're going to take his style, you know what I mean? Because you just gave away what your style is. That's I mean. fine with me. All right. You're they welcome better, to go out. They better say, this is a Bob Job knockoff. Well, you you know, for every one of my <laughs> jobs, of for every one of my jobs I've put out there, I believe at least three other jobs were cloned or inspired by what I have done. So if you nice. multiply... 18,500 jobs just in San Francisco times three. You're like the king of the world. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blow myself up like, <laughs> like a bullfrog like that. But I will say that my influence has been seen and felt here in San Francisco for, for quite a few years. Well, the people that were writing knew it. When I said we were going to have Bob Buckter on the show, I got lots. Oh, Bob. Oh, he's great. He's the best. I mean, I can read. I mean, I didn't I didn't read those. I didn't want to inflate you too much there. But, you know, people said, um, well, here's one. It says, uh, uh, when I first moved to San Francisco, uh, I became a house painter because I loved the multicolored schemes. Bob's plaques uh, were on so many of the buildings back then. He was obviously the best of the best of the best. So he was he was just making a note that he, he couldn't wait to hear this. But he's going to. Um, now Kevin Carew, if I, could, if I could go on to another subject, cause I, I was curious about this. He was talking about synthetic colors and I'll just read it to you and you can pick it apart as you like. It says, I know that a synthetic mauve had been discovered accidentally and it became used widely in the production of paint. Were there other synthetic paints available in the 1880s? Uh, all I can tell you is. Uh, you can come up with an infinite number of colors by mixing and intermixing. Uh, and that's what I used to do is intermix all kinds of colors to come up with something new. And that, I suppose, is what you could call synthetic, synthesizing. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, paint has always been a chemical, right? I mean, other than, you know, using squid ink to dye right. clothing. I mean, isn't paint... Well, way back... Have you ever used squid ink? No, Ooh, but okay. way way back don't know. in the style. in the um, <laughs> 1800s and into the 1900s, a lot of painters were their own chemists, and they they got lead, uh, they got their own tints, and they got titanium dioxide, and and so and some thinners and dryers. And they mixed all that stuff together, and that was that's how they made their own paint on the job. Per job, wow. it, it wasn't like Sherwin Williams, Kelly Moore. A lot of these guys just bought the raw materials and made the paints, wow. and then made their own colors. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and, and then and they went insane. As late as <laughs> as late as the 1960s, they were a few old timers still doing that. Have you wow. ever done that? Have you ever made your own paint? Not not like that. No. What's your yeah. favorite paint well, um, manufacturer? Brand? Yeah, Fuller. brand. I never say nice. Is there one that you yeah. don't use? 
No. Okay. Bear. <laughs> Home Depot. No, actually, Lowe's. actually, I, 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 I use Bear. Yeah. When I have to. No, just kidding. So. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, okay. So I have one more question about paint and Victorians, and yes. other, and if there's anything you want to throw out, feel free. Okay. I mean, like I said, I'll cut it all out. Um, <laughs> now, someone had sent a couple of pictures, and we noticed that these these are Victorians. They're saying they're, you know, we can see they're dark. And there was another uh, email that came in from Megan Smith just today, like just a couple hours before we started What is doing her this. problem? She says, what does Bob think of the current trend to paint houses black or charcoal with an orange door? In my opinion, it's a no-brainer chicken approach <laughs> you know you swear a lot i, I do <laughs> and on that note <laughs> now what about with the orange uh to to contrast the, the gray is that well, is that a historical thing well actually uh it's actually reflects back on england ireland and uh holland because they they used to paint their whole house one color and then have a, a bright front door and that i think that's where that idea evolved from and then again, I mean, if that's what turns you on and that's what you're going to really like about your house, go ahead and do it. Yeah. All right. I like it. Bob, you're, you're very accepting. I like that. Well, yeah. I don't I mean, know. He's going off about the gray being gay. By the way, my <laughs> wife and I are gay and we're offended. <laughs> well, I only slipped that, that one in on, on, on uh, you know, privately on, on with people I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, exactly. Never on any public airwaves. Yeah, or, nothing like that. Nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. Just trying to tweak everybody out there. That's there you all. Go. Well, I'll tell you this: the people who know Victorians and love them love you. I got a lot of feedback when I said you were going to be on the show. Um, sorry to disappoint them because this is just horrible. But <laughs> I mean, snoozer. But uh, but and you, you yeah you have a legacy here in San Francisco, and right. and everyone was excited that you would be on and talking about this great but what a lot of people don't know is that you're also a conservationist you're an avid skier mm -hmm. uh you collect mercedes or at least you're yeah and he was the second shooter uh on the grassy knoll oh wow yeah. very nice um no but why don't you tell us about <laughs> that face. See the, that face that face is, oh my goodness they caught me right exactly yeah. mm -hmm. honey uh, start the car <laughs> So why don't you start the Mercedes first about Cerro Nada? Okay, you didn't think I could do that, Supermercado. Thank you very much for asking about that, and it's an important part of my life. About 22 years ago, I went down to Costa Rica to look at a friend of mine's rainforest property, swearing that I would not be buying any property down there, and basically fell in love with it and bought a 35-acre piece and. Then about a year and a half later, I bought the adjacent piece of 40 acres because it was adjacent and it was it came up for sale, so I had to buy that. Of course. But then I had I needed water, and then the 506 acre piece across the valley had water. Nice. So I had to so buy. You attacked them. I had to buy that. <laughs> oh, you bought it. It's okay. conquering. Then oh, <laughs> the, the, on the other side of the mountaintop, down to the next river system was another 477 acres that, that had I... had air. <laughs> and so I... So now you own all of Costa Rica. That's well, it's <laughs> basically a 1,000 acres. Wow. And that's wow. huge. He's Waterfalls a, he's a heavy everywhere. heavy hitter, honey. I know. Waterfalls everywhere. And just, it's 
it's a gorgeous, gorgeous part of part of the world. Can I call you Uncle Bob? Yes, you, yes, you can, dear. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> and I built a rainforest, rustic rainforest lodge up near the top of the mountain, overlooking the entire world, Pacific Ocean, and the valleys below. And it's about seventy degrees Fahrenheit up there mm. when everybody else is scorching at ninety right. to a hundred degrees down below. Wow. Beautiful. Well done, sir. Yeah. I want to go. We're going. We're going to go. Uh-huh. You know what? Oh, my goodness. Patreon, when we hit the 10,000 a month, <laughs> we're going to take 10 of our closest patrons. Tell us more about them. Actually, You're, that would be a good uh, Patreon. A good, we yeah. need to work that into the, patri- to yeah. the Patreon thing. The um, As far as the conservation, I mean, you were motivated. It wasn't just that you don't want to accumulate land, but... Yeah, and I have I have to uh, pay professional caretakers to keep the poachers out from taking the animals, wow. the trees, the birds, and anything else they can get their hands on. So, it's and, a- and it's a very tricky, friction type of thing where you can't. I mean, you, you, you know, the my caretaker has a three fifty seven. I was going to ask, and and pe- everybody knows that, and he fires a couple of shots when he hears the hunting dogs show up. And if anybody wants to come on the property and say, hey, we'll throw you a couple animals, just let us in, he says, no. And yeah. so, and because no is the same in Spanish. Right. No <laughs> is no is no. Yeah. But so is it's, 357. It's la mismo. If you push people a little too far in the wrong way, the next day your beautiful rustic rainforest lodge could burn up. Oh. So you re- it's, it's not, it's, it's very touchy. You have to be friendly with people, but firm without pushing them too hard. Is the government <laughs> is the government on your side? Is the like the law enforcement? They're they're on your side more. Right? Basically, uh, they've they've outlined different conservation areas of, in Costa Rica, but they don't have the budget to enforce any of that. Uh, so right. I have to do it out of my back pocket, right. consulting colors in San Francisco and dumping the funds down there. To, to conserve my 1,000-acre property. And by the way, I am associated with three other gentlemen that have another 4,000 acres adjacent to me, and we have an association called Pro-NARA where we are all conservationists. Good. Wow. And that includes planting, you're planting trees on your property? Uh, two, two trips ago, I planted another 80 hardwood, indigenous hardwood trees called, uh-huh. called Manu, which are so hard you, tr- you, you try to dig your fingernail into that, and you cannot wow. make an impression. So okay. anyone who plants that kind of tree, would they be called a manure? <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could call them a fool. <laughs> or you I could, called him Uncle Bob. <laughs> a lot of areas were, were desolate because the previous owners cut them down for pasture. And or or whatever, and then I, I I planted everything's just sky high right now. I mean everything's growing up beautiful. Awesome. And and then I created a lagoon in an area where where water collects year round lagoon, and now animals are coming in all over the place. Oh, wow. And I planted uh, fruit trees around there, and it's 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 just a great ecosystem. What kind of animals do you have? The one that comes to mind immediately is called Tepesquintli. Is that, that his name, or is that the kind of animal? That's what they call it down there. I don't know what they call it in the books, but T-E-P-E-Z-Q-U-I-N-T-L-E, Tepes Quintle. It sounds like, like? Sound like that animal would be played by Don Knotts in the movie version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. And this is the kind of animal that people are hunting, and they can get one of these and sell it for 100 U.S. dollars 
And if they can sell three of those, three hundred dollars is is a living for a whole family down there. Yeah. But you know, I've kept it way down to a minimum. Yeah. A lot of animals are coming back. Well, that's very nice. I am applying for what is called carbon sequestering rainforest incentives, which hmm. means oh yeah, the old CSRI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weak joke anyway. But but the serious part of that is that first world corporations pollute air and they, they contribute to a world fund for a huge write-off. And that world fund issues U.S. dollars to people that have rainforest. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm in line to possibly uh, get some 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 uh, funding down there. Well, you're never getting rid of Babette now that you said that. I know. I know. Yeah. I want a rainforest. She, she, she might be falling in love with you at this very moment. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this. We can put um, on the show notes and we can put a link to yours. And, sure. And people can see what's going on with the Cerro Nara. With Cerro Nara. C-E-R-R-O, Cerro means mountaintop or zero. You th- you look at a map and you see a mountain with a, it's kind of round, Cerro, and then N-A-R-A, Nara, which is an old Capoan Indian word for where earth touches sky. Nice. Oh, wow. Beautiful. So that's what Cerro Nara And aren't you Bob Nara down there? I, I'm, I'm gnarly, just gnarly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You sound awfully busy. Right. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing exactly what I want to do, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> then that's then it's probably not as, as, as grating on you as, no, you know, no. as having to listen if to If I didn't want to do it, I right. wouldn't do it, you know. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Very oh, that's cool. good that you have that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Any, it was very any, exciting. Any, any other questions for any of these, these people out there? Um, there was a statement here uh, by... Zazpiak Geshua. Uh, Are you making that name up? No. Zazpiak? Yeah. Do you that's, know him? That's, that's, a, that's a, a, a Basque word. He's a what? That, <laughs> B-A-S-Q-U-E. Oh, Nor- Basque word. I thought he said something else. Nor- Northern Spain, <laughs> Southern France. Well. Zazpiak. I'll say this for him. He said this. His work helped sway the tide. This is for you. I don't know if this is a question or just a pat on the back, but he says, his work helped sway the tide against the demolition of Victorians by highlighting the intricate details which were hidden under monochromatic paint schemes that predominated before 1970. Mm -hmm. Uh, Entire blocks of the Fillmore District were raised, as we know. Um, And there were also a big push to scrape off the gingerbread and add cement, stucco, or large stones that began in the 50s. Agreed. So, um, yeah, he was making that statement. Did you, is that something that just happened because of the work you were doing, or did you specifically have that in mind, that, look, we, this stuff's getting torn out and they're putting in ugly new stuff. I want to do something about it. These were true restorationists, that, that uh, preservationists, that, that wanted to preserve the Victorians that were being torn down or, or stripped. And, and uh, I, I don't think it had anything to do with color, uh, they just wanted to keep them, and and there there were several, two or three great big moves from one area to another back in the early seventies, and the city actually put some of these these buildings up for a dollar a piece. Yeah, mm. I had heard that. Yeah, and 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 I remember when all they were all being moved, and that was early seventies. And I'm glad they did because now there are certain districts that are right. outstanding. When you're yeah. Down the street, they're the people that you meet each It is 
it is getting late at 7.57. I think it's time for us to go home. Call oh, it a night. Oh, it's weird. I didn't see the time included in the script there. Uh, yeah. That's good. Okay. You want to try it one more time? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. Do you want me to say it now? Sure. Okay. You know, it's getting late. I'm tired. I think it's time for us to go home. She read that beautifully. Totally wasn't practiced at she all. She read that beautifully. <laughs> so right off of the top, I add-lived. top of the. <laughs> I added a couple words in there. Did like you? an yes, and and a the. Okay, sweetie, we'll go home. All right, good. I left my heart. Mm-hmm. I got it that way. Right? In San Francisco. All right. Well, we want to thank the throng that was here. It was very nice to meet you and have you in there. Thank you. Uh, you're, um, we also want to thank you, Dr. Color. Thank you, Bob. Bob Buckter. That's exactly right. Yes. So thank you for coming in, and you're always welcome. Pleasure. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, let's see. We have. Um, we want to thank the throng that's listening as well. Remember our little campaign to tell two friends. Yes, please. Uh, also, if you can give us the stars and the happies and the hearts at iTunes, or if you listen on Stitcher, or, or at the website at skmorton.com, please give us some reviews and some thumbs up. That helps us out. You can friend and follow us at SK Morton uh, at Facebook, uh, like uh, at the uh, Twitter and Instagram, SK Morton Funny. Uh, email at skmortonpodcast at gmail. Remember the Amazon button. Oh, I forgot to ask you, Pete. What do you got coming up? Uh, on the 26th, I'll be playing with uh, my 80s band, Final Replay. Oh, yeah. At The Cats in Los Gatos. Ah, The Gatos. Los Gatos. All right. Should we do this again? Yeah, okay. All right, we'll do it one more time. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. San Francisco Your golden sun Will shine for me Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. Professional entertainment. This is so exciting. Oh, boy. All right. It was a weak joke. I do, right. I do my best. <laughs> do you really? I want a rainforest. Have you ever used squid ink? Hipsters hear us roar. Super Mercado. Gobbledygook. Snoozer. That's a Bob job. I think they need bigger guns. <laughs> That's her answer to everything. Maybe we need to uh, boil it down to something more fleshy. <laughs>